Welcome back to the Final Corner Podcast. It's another F1 race and it's another win for Max Verstappen, as always these days. Joined this week by Tom and by Nick, who valiantly held the fort while I was away the past two Just weeks. About. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, easy. Good to have the man back. Yes. Oh, it's so nice. It's a relief that you're here. Thanks. Yeah, at least someone's happy to hear me. <laughs> So, the Holland Grand Prix, Netherlands Grand Prix, what is it actually called? Zandvoort Grand Prix? The Dutch Dutch Grand Prix? Dutch Grand Prix. That makes more sense. Mm -hmm. What did you think? Mm. (laughs) Uh, There was a lot of drama and a lot of talking points, but was it a good race? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. It's not a track that's going to produce good racing, is it, in F1? but. There was enough in the race to kind of keep it interesting. There's also some mad conspiracy theories, which I'm sure we'll touch on, which are always fun to see. Yeah, but to me, when they're the main talking point, it perhaps reflects badly on the race. You know, it wasn't, oh, well, look at that overtake or that crazy incident. It was, yeah. uh, oh, no, this is all shenanigans, which we'll cover. So. It was mm. another race that promised more than it delivered, even during the race. Yeah, at least I didn't go, oh, it's going to rain soon. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I would say just watching a Formula 1 car drive around the track is epic for me. The banking and the mm. tightness and the narrowness and the weird lines. It must be amazing to be there in person. At the end of the day, they're asked to deliver a race. Yeah. So there was big news in the driver's market going into the weekend. The contract arbitration board met on Monday and decided that only McLaren had a valid contract for Oscar Piastri. So it'll be Piastri and Norris lining up for McLaren next year. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I mean, Lol Alpine, what were you thinking? <laughs> the, the, the text from the board was quite interesting. Yes. Um, <laughs> it didn't show Alpine in a very good or professional light in all honesty. Uh, there was comments from Mark Webber as well saying that basically Alpine missed every single date that it was set to initiate contracts. Yeah. So the kind of spin that Piastri was untrustworthy has kind of been proven not to be true. It's very unfair on Newton Triangle. Uh, yes. And it just makes Alpine look like a bunch of liars with their whole yeah, it's definitely going to be with us. So Piastri's tweet which I'm sure was well vetted, was, is now looking very level-headed and sensible. And like, like, like we touched on, I think Alpine was too busy chasing Alonso, forgot about Piastri, then Alonso went somewhere else, and they went, oh no, we've lost both. <laughs> it was well, a shambles, wasn't it? Yeah, 100%. And there's nothing, I, I, don't, I wouldn't pin any element of blame on Piastri or Weber or anyone involved in that McLaren deal. They got it locked down appropriate. It was it was it was going to look like he wasn't going to have a drive for two years if he wasn't signed a two years deal. So you've got to go elsewhere anyway. Although apparently there was a, a deal, an offer of a loan deal to Williams, which yes. they spurned. That's the only element that's a bit like, well, he did have a drive, kind of. But once again, that was all in theory. True. Nothing had been put down on paper. Well, signed paper. Yeah, it was. It's all, bus- yeah, there was a 
what was it called a, a terms of something sheet i can't remember but it, it all been written down and said this is what we're probably going to agree to but no one put forth an actual contract i see and mclaren did so yeah mclaren did apparently the day after the british grand prix yeah yeah which makes the time of ricardo's things uh, interesting from their side i suppose yeah he was asked about that the weekend and he just said he wasn't sure what the actual timeline was about how things happened. Well, basically, they've signed a replacement before they've had a conversation with him, I think. Yeah. 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 Before they've agreed to terminate him, they've already got someone else in that seat. Yeah. And it was just rumoured about $50 million for having to pay Ricardo to get rid of him. It does sound about right. So they're, uh, they could have belief in Piastri if you're willing to borrow that amount of money to get rid of a driver. Yeah, that's pretty. That's desperate moves, isn't it? For someone relatively improving in Formula One, I'll say that again. Actually, extremely improving in Formula One, but very well proven in junior yeah. form. It's a lot of Alpine testers, but never in the same spec year car, I believe. Yeah, which is interesting because he is due to test the Alpine later this year, but that was before mm. all of this happened. So, I'm guessing that probably won't happen. No. <laughs> Have you seen Nick DeVries' new no. drives? Uh, is it Aston? Uh, yes, huh? he's, he's trying to drive every Mercedes. Yeah, has he driven the Mercedes and the Williams already this year? <laughs> he has, yeah. That's interesting. Now, there's a guy that I think we spoke about last year saying he should yeah. be an F1. He deserves a if shot. If he doesn't go this year, so... But where's... Yeah, yeah. Where's, it, where's it going to come? Because the only space now is... Well, Haas aren't really going to take a punt on him. It's only yeah, really going to be Williams. And I'd hope the Williams would look at him, but it just looks like there has never really been a clear route for him. Who would uh, to get Williams go for at the minute, though? If you've got funding, which they might do at the minute, thanks to Derulian Capital, right? Do they need a Latifi fund? So if you, if you let's say you go to Jetson Latifi, a lot of good sergeant, is he on, he's on their, um, he's in F2 with like a Williams livery and stuff. And he's American. But yeah, Spar crashed on his own, and it's on board, crashed on his own. Not having a good year, back half of the year. So I don't think he's ready for it. So maybe the reason is an option. No, I think it's a good prospect, but yeah, it depends. Especially if they get a similar thing to what they had with Russell, if it uh, has Mercedes links, yeah, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But cut price engines. Yeah. I think that's a go. I think we need to keep our eyes on that one. Wasn't there talk earlier in the year of Mercedes trying to dump Williams from their engine supply because they oh, had yeah, to drop was, someone? Because of Renault. They were going to go, that, that's oh, a good point, know. actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that all went a bit quiet, but Mercedes said they had to drop one of the teams. Mm. Yeah, because that would make sense for the whole Piastri to Williams thing that didn't happen. Because it would strengthen the ties between Alpine and Williams yeah. there. Right, I reverse that in my debris prediction. <laughs> yeah well do, do Alpine have anyone else that could really step in they've really just been back in Piastri the last couple of years they've got a few um, Jack Doohan I believe is right. Alpine and there's someone else who's higher up as well in the F2 yeah Jack Doohan I can't think who it is he, he, he is got to be a Formula 1 soon I really hope I really hope when you watch Formula 2, I know he's not fighting for the championship, but his progression through the year has been rapid in his first season. And so um, yeah. I think he took his first win at Silverstone 
the second win at Budapest, but they were both like the reverse grid thing. But at Spa, mm-hmm. he took his first feature race win. And yeah. I think he was on the podium in the sprint as well. So that was really like, okay, he's here. And he's definitely helping back to you, right? Yeah, he always looked a class above when I saw him in British Formula 4. Really? Years ago, back on the, the Toka package. He, not necessarily the... Uh, the best overall driver he wasn't winning the championship but he looked the most aggressive and most exciting driver on the grid it's a, it's a cool story he had the, you know, his dad who's a five time MotoGP champion and then both his son mixed Formula 1 it's like with the Saints he's a yeah. rally and rally raid driver and his son's in Formula 1 different disciplines but still uh, mm-hmm. at the pinnacle hmm well, someone else his famous father, Mick Schumacher, he looks like he's in a little bit of trouble for next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not looking Pre- great. He's pretty much out of has. That's kind of widely accepted, and no one really seat for him. It's going to be Alpine. Ocon keeps talking up that he wants Schumacher there, but would Alpine go back for Ricardo? Would they, would they try one of their own youth drivers? Nico Hulkenberg? Like, there's options there for Alpine. It's just hard to see why they would pick yeah. Mick over anyone else. Well, it's looking like it's going to be Gasly, but the mm. rumours on that one are that Red Bull will not let him go unless they can get Colton Herter a super licence. That's what yeah. Horner said today on Motorsport. I'm not sure if that's true or not, or if that's just another tactic it's to indicated. get a super licence, because he doesn't have the points for one. Oh, true. Yeah, leverage the yeah. whole thing of good PR. I'm not even sure who is the right choice as well either. But anyway, um, do we? Yeah, you know, do we have to get someone from America just for the sake of it? Probably. We've got three races yeah. next year, but still, and I think it's a great driver. I just he's not like sparkling. I don't think. He's not fighting for the IndyCar championship. No, true. and people who've come directly from IndyCar with no prior European experience tend to not do brilliantly. He says, thinking Jack Villeneuve have won the title, but <laughs> yeah, and also getting one title, one title. But they, but they both had European experience before. Formula. Yeah, did Alex and Audi? Uh, thinking uh, think Scott Speed and mind you, Scott Speed did, didn't he? He, he was in he European. Was in- yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 also have a big turnout this alleyway. Yeah. But you mentioned Jack Villeneuve. He's going to be testing an Alpine at the next yeah. round. Yeah. Uh, that for TV though. I think it's for TV. Yeah. He's going to be driving an Alpine. Yeah. I don't know if it's last year's car, but he's driving an Alpine. Something. <laughs> an A one one zero. He's uh Oh yeah. That's yeah. The first car. Mm. That took me a while. It would. Well. He's probably a bit old, but if you could squeeze him in a car next year, that'd be exciting. <laughs> yeah. Just for the, no the post race interview bands. Yeah, um, yeah. You could imagine him getting interviewed by Rosberg. I was just after thinking race. That. Get the two of them together. <laughs> From Rosberg's cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> He's still not allowed out. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, just waiting on the American thing. Joseph Newgarden is the highest placed American driver in IndyCar this year, and he's got a chance at the title. I don't know his age and. Uh, the deals there, what team he drives for, but that that straight away is someone that's six positions better off than Colton Hurt this year. Mm. Um, and then just on the Alpine thing, there's definitely Kyle Collette in F3, who's an Alpine academy driver, and he won a race at the weekend. Just want yeah. to tick off those those boxes there. 
this is a, this is a rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, he's nowhere near ready. Exactly. But... Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. The driver map is fascinating, though, isn't it? Yeah, and what's our one seat left? Really, two. So, Williams so the Williams is open ended, isn't it? At the minute, but the the Haas one seems to be Giovinazzi again. Doesn't yeah. It? Well, Giovinazzi is mm. going to be driving, I think, at Monza for Magnussen in practice uh, in FP one. So it looks like I do not understand that how he keeps getting back in. The I'm F1. happy with it. <laughs> I know you're. I know, I know you're a fanboy, Tom, but I do Sorry, not understand it. Oh yeah, they are. And but so, why? <laughs> He's never going to well, drive for Ferrari. It's because they want him to be. Well, he is their simulator driver, and they want him to drive a current spec F1 car to help corroborate the sim. But that's the story. But if that's the case, put him in your own car because that's the one he's using on the simulator. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good point. So yeah, he's Italian, I suppose. There's some nationalistic pride there. I don't know. Ooh, with that, but, that hair, you'd have to be. <laughs> so, so Mick Schumacher going back to that his contract with Ferrari has just sort of not been renewed hasn't it yeah and that's why uh, did you already say that sorry I know. no that, that's kind of why he doesn't have the drive next year supposedly yeah he's no longer going to be part of the Ferrari Driver Academy mm-hmm. because I suppose that is for up and coming drivers and he is no longer that now yeah but Juvenas is still part of that right I don't know if he is actually I think uh, he's just there uh, he's just reserve a yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, had a bad good. year in Formula E, but he was in the worst car. Hmm. And he did in the London round. He did. He was running in the points, which would have been great, but he got wiped out. He didn't score a point all year. Hmm. And Gunnar hmm. Steiner says that they've got a free choice over the seat next year. It's Does he know? To do with Ferrari. <laughs> he says it's nothing to do with Ferrari. It's up to us. So. Gunnar yeah, Steiner's yeah, a yeah. theory. Yeah. So uh, it'll be uh, it'll be that soon. We'll see. Shame, shame. But there was a race at the weekend. Oh, yeah. Wasn't as good as the gossip. <laughs> the drama's always better than the race. So, Dutch Grand Prix, qualifying, I did not see because I was in Budapest. I've not, I've not caught up with that yet. You were but it was, I was in Budapest. <laughs> <laughs> and Bice was happened, did take pole by 0.02 seconds. Mm-hmm. Mad little margin, but, but it could have been Hamilton. Could have been, uh, allegedly, maybe not. But uh, Perez spun in the final run, which meant the two mercs couldn't do complete their second run time lapse. Mm-hmm. So he spun, um, well, was coming out of Kumo and into Ari Leinbank, bot. Oh, <laughs> yes, obviously, <laughs> it's gonna be a big accident, actually. He was very lucky to not hit the wall, I thought. Yeah, I thought that as well. Yeah. Just got too much speed coming out into that corner, offline, spun it around over the gravel. Bit of a disaster for, for Perez, because if you look, he's, uh, he's nowhere this weekend compared to yeah. Max. Yeah, I don't, I don't think any of the Mercs were going to get on pole, but they might have jumped a bit higher up the grid. According to Hamilton, he was quicker than Verstappen to the point where it had to back off. Although he was well aware that down the straight bits, the Red Bull would be quicker, so he probably wouldn't have been on pole. It definitely yeah. would have been higher than fourth, is the theory. Mm-hmm. I mean, Leclerc was close, wasn't it, to Verstappen there? So it wasn't in qualifying, at least, yeah. to walk over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were quick. Um, even through Q2, they're, they're only half a tenth away from each other. But Schumacher, Snowden, Stroll all got through. 
I mean, unfortunate for Schumacher, too little too late, potentially. But that's yeah. stu- superb performance compared to Magnussen in 18. Yeah, Magnussen's went about off the boil as well. Weird, isn't it? He's got that two-year deal yes. and he's like, all right, chilling. <laughs> Ricardo yeah. 17. <laughs> yes. It's a man that's got his flops on. <laughs> yeah. Someone else, who was it? Jensen, I think, during the things, has said that now the pressure's off Ricardo, he'll do really well this year. <laughs> and everyone else is kind of thinking, mm, will he though? <laughs> Now it's almost like they're resigned to just finish out of the year almost. It's weird. Yeah. He might well, get one result if it rains, I think. One of those things, and he'll be like, oh, he's still got it. Yeah. Stag well, that podium. He's even spoken about taking a year out next year or even taking a reserve role, and he was caught talking to Perez on the way to the grid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a, on like a fan cam or something. That doesn't mean it. Saying to him that, yeah, he might take a year out and come back in 2024. Oh, you can actually hear what he was saying. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I did see a like... statement on speedcafe.com where he was saying, even if I do take a year out, I'm still going to try for 2020 that that year. Yeah. After. But back to the driving market again. The problem for Ricardo is he's never going to get in a race winning car again, is he? Unless no, someone no. takes a huge step forward for the midfield. Yeah. He's got to he, luck into it. Yeah. He's he's blown it. He's blown his chance. He's blown his chance at two teams, and he's walked he's walked out on. Both Red Bull and Alpine once already. Mm-hmm. Well, the it's gonna... the Levin Red Bull wasn't it initially to try and get to Ferrari, and maybe Renault was going to be a stopgap, but then the yeah. opportunity was gone anyway. So it couldn't. I mean, uh, when you're a race winner and you want to try, fight for championships, you can't be number two to Max. So I understand some of the thinking behind leaving there. Yeah, I do know what you mean with that, but at the same time, if you think you're good enough to be, uh, oh, you just take it on, yeah, just just beat. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> if only you knew that. But yeah, I mean, it, if you think you're that good, I don't even, or you yeah. believe you're that good, you should be able to beat whoever your teammate is. I, I was just being facetious, then, sorry. <laughs> it wasn't like Max was battling them actually. No, no. races and everything, they were competitive with each other. Yeah, I think the last season, I think Ricardo still finished ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, he just didn't like that the team was moving away from him. But yeah, you'd still been for the three years he was away, he'd have still been in the second or third quickest car. And then the last two years, he'd have been in the quickest car <clears> if he was still there. So he's done an Alonso. He's took himself out of a race winning car. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. Alonso's in the Aston Martin next year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> My point is that. <laughs> so, just back in qualifying, uh, Vettel only only slower, uh, only quicker than just the TV, but he um he went off on his quickest lap uh, in Q one oh, into yes, the gravel uh, at the penultimate corner. Yeah. So not not ideal because I, I, allegedly in practice the race pace of the Aston Martin was superlative. Yeah, there is nothing really came of yeah. it anyway, so that's why she never looked into practice times. I am a hitcher. <laughs> so tomorrow I'm qualifying, Nick? Uh, no, that's it for me. Was a couple of flares thrown on the track, despite them being banned, so that was good. There's a video online of <laughs> a steward throwing a flare on the track, which is double good. The, the <laughs> guy brought in to police it is 
chucking chucking bombs onto the track. It's always it's fun. Mm. Uh, more complaints of bad behaviour in the crowd. Similar things that we've seen at previous races oh, this year. Oh, was it? So, yeah. F1's going to need to go on top of all this nonsense. Uh, oh, I should, we should say that uh, there was a 5,000 euro fine because Norris was really let out dangerously for Lissonoda doing the qualifying session in the pillar. Mm. But nothing sporting. Okay, so on to the race. Oh, uh, yeah, we should talk the about race. That, we? Mm. Yes, on to the race. And so Hamilton, Norris and Russell in the top 10 all started on medium tyres. Trying to think, go for a one-stop. Mm-hmm. At that point, uh, Verstappen managed to keep the lead off the line, and Hamilton tried to nick up the inside the signs through turn one. There's a bit of contact between the two, and there's a bit of four damage on Sainz's car for the remainder of the race. It looks like the the sideboard to his fourth is snapped and oh. dangling down. So, not sure how much impact that had on his pace, but he picked up damage at turn one. I mean. That, ah, I didn't yeah, same. That wouldn't be ideal, would it? But to me, the biggest thing was how Charles Leclerc didn't have any pace, to, and he didn't have any contact. Mm. Contact really. When I say he didn't have any, it just was. It was yeah. just like, you look at the qualifying time. Well, that's close in the race. Nah, not close. Yeah, I think yeah, I read today that Ferrari are accepting they're going to have to take a step back because of the four changes. So they're going to have to run less downforce than they want to. This, this came into force at Spa, right? Yeah. 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 There's um, definitely been a bigger gap now between the two. Yeah, so it looks like they're pretty much admitting they're going to struggle at Monza in the next few races until they get on top of it. Mm. Have they got yellow t-shirts for Monza? <laughs> That's good. You know, it always goes well when a team runs a special livery or a special... <laughs> yeah. Helmet or a t-shirt yeah. merchandise. We should say lap one. I don't know if any of you have seen Magnussen's first lap. That's special. Yeah, that, that was really good. Him and Ocon. Yeah, so he goes, he gets past someone down that straight, and it's not straight, in the middle sector, yep. uh, before Shivlak. And he, then he goes around the outside of two cars right there. And yeah, Ocon, because Ricardo and Albon that was, wasn't it? Yeah, and he's gone past Bottas before that, and Ocon follows him, does he? Oh no, sorry, Ocon was around the outside of turn three. He made up two or three places. Ah, Hugenheld spot, of course. Of course, yes. <laughs> How can I forget? <laughs> Named after John Hugenholtz, who didn't design Zanvor, which everyone thinks, but he did design Suzuka and Zolder. <laughs> there we go. I do, do I like Zolder? I can't remember now. Uh, yes, I, I quite liked it. I think I did. I haven't played it on any game or seen anything on it in about a decade, but I think Cars. I liked it. Yeah, that was it. I knew we had it on something. Was it on Project Cars? I'm it's thinking back one. to like one of the GTR games. Oh, it was definitely a GTA as well. Anyway, side note. Side uh, um, <laughs> I didn't. But yeah, Magnus's first half, incredible. But, but also, it shows how tentative Bottas is again. Yeah. But I didn't see Magnus's first lap. I've not seen that. But I did see his second lap where he went wide ah, at turn one ah, and yes. then ran completely off at turn two and barred the wall. <laughs> Which looked so daft and clumsy. But mm. um, I think it was getting dirty offline in turn one. That, Cause him to lose it through turn two. Yeah, he had one going down the inside of him uh, at turn two, and I think he then tried to take too much speed into the next bit. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he was just trying to um, go around the outside of Albon, mm-hmm. even though Albon had the line, which did work for half a second. Yeah, 
until it got snap oversteer. He was lucky because I don't think he really damaged the car either. It continued to race, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. It slapped that wall. I think it was side on, wasn't it? So mm-hmm. it could have bounced back into the track as well there. So well held, mm. but not. Yeah, I think just over, oversped in that in the Gerlach box <laughs> and uh, oh, messed up. It's, uh, it sounds nicer when you do like Aquamanoare and all that. Um, <laughs> the Dutch one sounds a bit aggressive. I'm not, not mentioned what I've never even tried to read out. So that bit after, uh, where before Steve Luck, where it's like the straight bit that's not straight, it goes right, it goes left, where Sonoda broke down basically just after that. That's called mm-hmm. the Rob Slot Maker Box. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Rob Slotmaker is, but it's a beautiful language. It is. <laughs> so that was lap two and one. So Russell, he dropped behind Norris at the start, but managed to take him out of turn one. Alonso dropped to thirteenth on lap one as well, so he got a pretty poor one. Hamilton's pretty quick and the tyres are degrading faster than expected so he puts some pressure on Sainz, gets right up to the rear of Carlos and Ferrari decide to pit Sainz and then the usual Ferrari shenanigans begin as uh, Sainz then pits there is three people standing with tyres at the front of his car which Mm -hmm. is a shame since there's only two wheels there so (laughs) the rear left the guy's on the wrong side of the car then has to run around the full thing to then put his tyre on. So that was a 12.7 second stop, I think. Mm. Perez pitted behind him and he did a two second stop, which I think was the quickest of the year so far. Yeah, the exact same for time, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Perez, when he was exiting his box, he ran over one of the Ferrari wheel guns because um, they were just a mess. So good old Ferrari. Making a complete mess of one of the drivers' races again. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to the pit crew, they weren't given the time to prepare, but it's the no. Ferrari strategy error. It was such a late call that they just weren't ready for him. How long has Binotto got left, do you think? Hmm. He's At got till the end of the year. Yeah. Do you think? Oof, generous. <laughs> he does that and Monza is out. I don't want to say he, obviously, at the team, but and it's not probably his fault, but he's responsible for it, ultimately. And they need a scapegoat. Yeah. The the team operationally is a shambles. I have been there to Benito. Oh, no, is that goodbye? No, that's, <laughs> no, that's the last person who was there. Oh, no, that's... Yeah, that's... <laughs> well, what was he actually called now? <laughs> oh, God. We're going... It was Arriva Benito. It was Arriva Benito. Oh, right, yeah. You're thinking oh, of Arriva Benito. Oh, Arriva Benito, which is goodbye, right? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. We... Oh, man. Right, we... we, 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 we... We proved there on this podcast we're terrible with Italian names, especially when they come to Ferrari. So I shouldn't yeah. even tried it. <laughs> so, well done. So yeah, we'll get to the end of the Go year, on, but man. if they're still a complete shambles at the end of this year or start next year, he'll, he'll be gone. That was worse than a Ferrari strategy, wasn't it? <laughs> so then we see that Mick and Seb have a nice little fight mm. side by side. But what I don't understand is why is Mick so far down at this point? I know he had his little slow start, so he was down to 10th from 8th mm. or something. But then for the rest of the race, he's fighting for 12th, 13th, 14th. So there's something in the strategy gone wrong there, or he wasn't quick enough. 
But I just thought, ah, bit of a shame we had this good qualifying and on paper without knowing the full context, an average race. Yeah. Maybe it could be a virtual safety car car, I don't know. Yeah, it seemed to be fighting with Vettel a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a couple of tests, tests didn't they? But like, I'm like, but he should have been fighting for points with Stroll. Wrong Aston Martin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure why he dropped down, actually, because there wasn't anything obvious to say what it was. Yeah, the other thing I didn't understand was how Alonso was so high up at one point after all the safety cars. Uh, he said he did 72 qualifying laps. Yeah, I know, but he always says that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's how he got to six. The boss had... He did do one less stop than people from 10th Town, so I don't know. He was one of the first people to sort of commit to a one-stop, wasn't he? Yeah, he came in quite right. early to go on it. So, that, so then let's say he's done at a certain point in the race, so he's done one stop, and mm-hmm. other people have done two, and they're expecting for him to do another or something. But then the virtual safety car comes out and he gets fresh tyres anyway. Yeah. Then that's got a bit of benefit, right? Okay. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of on-track passes that... Again, I didn't, I didn't watch the race live. I watched the Channel 4 highlights, so I don't know if stuff's been cut. But there wasn't a lot of midfield passes that... No, they generally don't cut anything that's actually like important. Mm. So most most of this must have been strategy. Mm. Yeah, it was just strategy race. To be honest, in So Max passes so the lead, drops behind both Mercedes. Um, it quite easily passes Russell uh, into turn one, which then brings Hamilton in. He goes in the hard... Tending to go at the end, and Max will have to stop again. But it looks at this point that Hamilton's at least in the fight for the win. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I still don't think at this point he would. No, the pace difference is so big. He would have been there at the lead, which would have been nice, and he would have probably finished second, right? Yeah, it was. It's one of those in that it depended how the tires would have degraded because uh, Max would have been on the mediums, and Lewis would have been on the hards at that point. And the mediums did seem to drop off quite a bit, so. Still, he's uh, half a second to, or maybe a bit more lap per lap quicker, probably at least. Yeah, they did say you have to be a second and a half quicker to overtake you. I'm not sure that's true. Mm. That's what they said pre-race. The Red Bull's so quick in a straight line as well, though. It is. It's not just about the lap time, is it? Well, we'll never know, right? No, it did rob us of that. Knowing that, yeah. Mm. And I, I'm fully on board with Hamilton's message to the safety ground beat them. I don't have any problem with that. I don't know why people are annoyed by that, because that's true. Yeah, uh, they completely messed up their strategy. But then, no, well, the virtual safety guy was just unfortunate. Mm-hmm. That that was not their going. But then, well, we're probably jumping ahead a bit, but then when things did happen... I don't really understand why Russell pitted and Hamilton didn't. I think that apparently the strategy was not to, and Russell overrode that. Yeah. Yeah. They they were talking to Russell saying that they were going to split them and he was going to be staying out when the safety car came out. I think it made sense to split them, but it probably should have been Hamilton that came in. Well, that seemed to be the initial message to Russell, but then the message never went to Hamilton that it was going to pit. So the crew was still debating it. At that point, mm. but they decided to take a punt, but the tyres just weren't. Then they didn't have enough grip. They, they were reasonably fresh, weren't they? But they were, they were used in the wrong compound. Yeah, wasn't going to work. No, no. But after the first stop, um, Hamilton tried to overtake Perez, round outside the turn one. Oh yes, Checo right. closed the door on him. 
A lap later, Hamilton then gets his job done around outside, but then Vettel comes out of the pits and decides to park in front of him for half a lap, which <laughs> gives I thought that was bad there. That I was really bad. That yeah, was I bad, I thought. He got a reprimand, I think, and yeah, apparently for it. But that, that was poor from him. And uh, it It's brought... really obviously bad. Like, on the team radio, yeah. as it's coming out of the pit lane, they're like, oh, you're going to be clear of Ricardo, but watch out for Hamilton and Perez, they're fighting for position. Mm-hmm. And didn't. Yeah, he should have been slowing down on that pit exit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, once he got in front, there really wasn't anywhere for him to pull over till he did. But he shouldn't have been in front for me. I, yeah, on board, fully on board with that. It was it was one of the worst blockings I've seen in a long time. Mm. Um, I, I should say before that, when Hamilton fails to get past Prison, it looks like Hamilton's a bit tentative. You know, because Perez is moving wide and Hamilton could have gone that curb, but didn't. He sort of backed out. I thought, I thought it was really clever because in all the F3 races, mm-hmm. if it went side by side there, if you ended up on that curb, it like sucked you off the track. It yeah. was quite an aggressive curb. And so it like raised the car off, you know, you know on the, um, what do you call it, the plank underneath? I don't know if you call it that. But it is, yeah. Basically, it pushed you off into the gravel or the, potentially the wall there. So maybe Hamilton had seen that in the F3 races and gone, all right, I'm backing out. Because I think someone later on in the race did skirt with it, and they lost a lot of momentum. Checo, yeah, oh, tried to go, get around yeah. outside his signs, yeah, and, yeah. and lost a lot. Yeah. Uh, Russell pulled the same move from Perez a couple laps later, and then Yuki Tsunoda occurred. Which, um, what one of you guys trying to explain? That's impossible. I leave this one. Ah, I think. What <laughs> happened? Uh, so it pits. It comes out and it pulls over. Just after Hunzerg. <laughs> Hunzerg. Hunzerg, I'll go with. Which is after Hugenholtz popped. And so it pulls off to the right, and it's clearly not safe. Mm. So to me, it's going to be much safer. Guys, apparently, at this point, we didn't realize, but it's under his belt because he thinks the wheels come off. Basically, it feels weird. Tires not fitted properly. Then the weirdest thing yeah. ever. Oh, sorry. On the radio. Uh, tires are fine. Come back. All oh, right, that's weird. So he drives them very slowly with his belts and goes the pit lane. They fit new tyres again, and uh, then they faff around with his belts. And he, as soon as he comes out, no, it's still broken. He's putting a um, steering lock on on a straight line. So then they're told, stop, stop, stop. And he pulls over basically at the same place again, but on the other side of the circuit. And then it does cause a virtual safety car. Mm-hmm. And it's still not necessarily clear, but it's believed to be a diff issue was the, was the problem. But then the conspiracy theory started because yeah. well, it was an AlphaTauri which is owned by Red Bull um, this gave a virtual safety car which meant Max could pit and stay ahead of Hamilton which as we just covered earlier too early I jumped the gun without that Hamilton might have been in the lead at some point and then Max would have to be chasing him down so he robbed the fans of an interesting strategic race mm-hmm. it gave Red Bull an easy win and AlphaTauri uh, looked like it eats the only thing that happened was uh, Yuki got a reprimand for not being a <laughs> Is that correct? Yeah, I think that's spot on. Well done. Sir. All right, no worries. I've retired from the rest of the podcast now. <laughs> I just said to say, Colin is. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, yeah, the conspiracy theories are daft, but yeah, uh, the internet went well to them. But I could see how they generated that because oh, yeah, but... not just from the scenario, the fact that AlphaTauri. Couldn't really explain it. Or Yuki Sonoda in the post-race interview. So you're like, all right, what's going on here? 
Yeah. I think that actually caused the conspiracy theories more than the incident. I think, though, if, if there was a genuine conspiracy to do that, they would have just parked him in the first place. It's the whole bringing yeah. back to the pit yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's more about trying to get him going again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, wait. It's, oh, hang on. The verb said the guy wasn't thrown the first time. We'll try again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Daft, stupid. I mean, if Flavio Briatore was working for them, I'd maybe think, <laughs> yeah, maybe, but... Mm. Um, <laughs> the rest of it just seemed daft so I think uh, both Verstappen and both Mercedes pitied at this point at least Hamilton did got fresh tyres yeah I think they all did get, get going again and then Valtteri Bottas stops at the end of the start finish straight with engine issues Sainz then overtakes just into a yellow flag he overtakes Ocon he thinks he's just ahead when the all flag was flown. FIA disagree, and I think he gets a penalty for that. I'm not sure. I know he got a penalty for the unsafe no, release. damn it. I was hoping you guys would know. All I could find was he got a penalty for the unsafe release. Yeah, I thought that was the only one he got. Which I can see. I got both. But let me Let's look. balls and Google. Live Google search. <laughs> yeah, can you make a jingle for that, please? <laughs> So he just saved himself, apparently, from a penalty with the yellow flag. He just lifted off, or he had just got ahead. Yeah, I mean... So this reminds me of British Touring Car 1, was it last year? Was it Rory Butcher at Silverstone? Where yeah, there is clear yellow flag. So are you saying that you can overtake as long as it's three millimetres in front of it, but you can still see it, and then you can't overtake as you've gone past it? That That's the grey area here. But I, th- I think the flag was literally flown as he was alongside there. I know mm. the incident had occurred, but the flag wasn't there until that right. point. But at the same time, you can see the car in front From the of stills, you. it's not looking good. But also on the radio, I know on the best of team radio thing, they dis- they said it about the pit stop, but what he said on the radio was that it was not unsafe. He was referring to that incident. Uh, is that what it was? I was just so confused when I watched that. Yeah. So he's talking about... He said that he elongated the braking. So what he means by that is that Gasly then didn't break as hard as science, so it looked like he was still ahead. Oh, okay. I, my interpretation of that was the driver reacting to him being unsafe on the pit stop exaggerated the braking. But no. Yeah. Right. No, I'm certain uh, it's to yeah, do with yeah. the uh, bit on the pit straight because I'm sure they played it there during the race. The team did originally. say give the position back and it didn't. Yeah. And then nothing happened. Weird. I also noticed that the uh, yellow board yeah. was not flashing, was it? So it must have been a very quick mm-hmm. flag waver, which props to them. The system hadn't kicked yeah. in. Although it doesn't matter if the system has or not, the, the one or the other overrules, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. Yeah. So he was up and happy after the race about the penalty did get, which was for an unsafe release during the safety car period. Mm-hmm. Um, the McLaren pitted with him, so he says he tried to pull out his pit box, had to slam on the brakes to not hit a McLaren mechanic. Which then caused him to bog down and made it unsafe yeah. in front of an Alpine. Mm-hmm. He says that it shouldn't be a penalty because I've just took an action to save someone's life. Oof. As in the McLaren mechanic. Yeah. yeah. Um so he doesn't he doesn't think that was deserved, but the Alpine did have to slam in the yeah. Well in the I thought it was deserved, even if there's an unfortunate circumstance. So it's a five second yeah. penalty yep. done. I feel sorry yep. for him, but yeah. You can't really argue it. 
he wasn't released unsafely as such. You know, at the point they said that he can go, if he'd have gone smoothly, it would have gone, but it didn't, so... No. No, but it's a tight pit lane, and it just... Mm-hmm. I think the uniqueness of the circuit made it a bit tough. Yeah. Um. So, under the safety car, or Max, Claire and Russell, among others, get soft tyres. So, at the restart, Max immediately overtakes Hamilton. Uh, yes. Which, uh, <laughs> yeah... I don't know if it's a mistake from Lewis or just he had no chance. But he was in yes. the wrong engine mode. But he went on no ah, chance anyway. On the lead up to the, as they exited the final corner, which is called Harry Landyke box. Ah, uh, well, actually no, I'll say the final corner, the one before the banking. Oh, that's just called Kuma after a tire run. Okay. Very boring. Uh, yeah, on the way out of that corner, he had it in the lower engine mode, uh, and then switched to the correct engine mode. As they got to the straight, so he was. He, uh, they say that it wouldn't have made a difference. Max would have got him anyway, but it certainly didn't help. He was just slightly slower off the corner. He's 160 horsepower down at that point. Is that, that was it? Brake magic. Remember that, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Yeah. Yeah. Totally Cause... off topic here, but in the best of team on board, did you hear them referring to the funk on the Hass? Ah no. <laughs> No, sorry, just, yeah, they said check funk. Oh, they did. Yeah, to Mick, wasn't it? Yeah. It must be function. Shot for function. Yeah, that would make more sense. But but funk with a K sounds cool, doesn't it? It's like (laughs) party murder. Sorry. (laughs) That was Hamilton's issue, I think. Yeah. End of the race, then. Uh, He tries to defend from Russell on the main straight. He is absolutely raging over the team radio. Mm. Understandable. No, it's not Colin. It is. I think it is. Yeah. Kind of. He did apologise after oh, this, yeah. but at that point you can see why he's peed off. The fact off. that the team uh, fully backed him as well, like, on that team radio, on the warm cooldown, like, the team are like, yeah. sorry, sorry, and Toto's like, really sorry, you know, they're not annoyed at him for being annoyed. They understand it. Yeah. But he ends up dropping to fourth because of Clerk. Easily passes him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perez behind Sainz, who's got the five-second penalty, but he still tries to make the overtake around the outside of turn one. Tells him box. And Sainz, <laughs> Sainz, Sainz puts him in the gravel. And um, eventually Sainz drops down to 8 giving yep. Perez fifth. Alonso had tried that move on Norris as well, earlier on the race, and Norris yep. squeezed him out. Uh, but Alonso ended up finishing six in front of the McLaren. So Alpine are going pretty well. Mm. Doesn't help. I don't think they were that quick though. Yeah, I feel like they were advantageous with the strategy on the um, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but they're they're picking up points and mm-hmm. McLaren are fighting that fight one handed yeah. most weeks. I think this yeah. race though, Norris was quicker than them. I think it was just unfortunate. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And also Props for Norris to getting uh, Russell in the first lap. I know it was futile, but yeah. at least showed the fight. It was a nice little move as well. Mm. So is the title over now, Tom? Oh, we've already saw, we've discussed this. It's <laughs> long gone. Yeah, I think it's over a hundred points now. <laughs> yeah, forget it. Yeah. Um, I'm quite glad I only watched the highlights of this and not live because. It was kind of interesting, but it was 
certainly not a great racetrack, I don't think, for F1. The only thing I would say about the highlights, and I really do enjoy Channel 4, but I don't know why, for whatever reason, Coulthard was not in this commentating this race at all. I don't know if he was otherwise engaged, ill holiday, so we had no, Weber. He was there. Oh, right, but he wasn't on the comms, so... Because he did the post-race interviews. Ah, right, yeah. Now, his production company has the deal for Formula 1 and Channel 4, but also Formula 1 in Sweden. I wondered if this was a thing where, oh, I'll do this race for the Swedish lot. Viasat, is Maybe. it? I think Ricard Redhill's involved. Epic. Anyway. The... <laughs> Swedish shuffle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, Mark Webber was a bit average, I thought. What do you think? It's quite funny when he makes a high-pitched noise, but... Yeah, I didn't watch it myself, so. Yeah, he's, he's all right, Weber. He's yeah. I just prefer Coulthard. I wouldn't pick him. I wouldn't pick him in my lineup. Yeah, uh, I was listening to Crofty and Button. Oh, was there no Martin this week? No. How uh, was Jensen? I thought I watched qualifying highlights. I thought he waffled on a bit, but he he does a bit. I think it's interesting when Jensen does it. You get a few different bits. Oh, good. He's not a good commentator but he has good so he could be he could opinions. be better in the Ted Kravitz role maybe Speaking possibly I think he could be a good commentator if he had right. time he's only yeah. done the odd guest also um, the whole Crofty Kravitz thing in was it free practice that is awkward as hell what's that about oh, oh man yeah, I've not watched that you've got to watch that <laughs> it was a bad what I it was just even Crofty was that. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Can we just like replace Ted with a brick or something for the next few races? Because it absolutely adds absolutely nothing. Yeah, basically, to Crofty was like, he's obviously been told in his ear. It's all been lined up. Right, we're over to Ted Kravitz is going to tell us about Alpine, and Ted goes, "Yeah, but we've got the ad break coming up, and then there's not only one car on track. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. Sorry." And then uh, Crofty's like, "What oh, are you going to? Oh, this is really awkward." Yeah, yeah. I do not like Ted Kravitz in any which way. I think I've made that clear over the years. Uh, yeah, I know. I actually quite enjoy <laughs> him for that same reason, though. The cringe for me is just funny. Oh, no. I mean, what else are you going to watch when it's three practice? To be yeah. Fair? Yeah, I could, I could do without the cringe. <laughs> Although Crofty keep mentioning, oh, you can press the red button. And speaking of buttons, Jensen, what's your opinion? Oh, oh, no. No. Sa- yeah. Please sack him as well. Just sack the water of them. Start again. It, oh, Once was I know he has to say the red button, but he did it multiple times over the weekend. And even Jensen oh, really? kept going, "Oh God!" He <laughs> <laughs> oh, start that one through because yeah, one thing does know about Sky is they they have clearly an obligation to say the red mm-hmm. button, especially yeah. if it's like quarter through the race. If you missed the start and you've just started now. Press the red button. Let's get us that. Oh, yeah. All right. It must be annoying for the American viewers. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Or Australian. Get, yeah. They, they, get, they all get the sky feed. So that must drive them up. Well, Who presses oh, red dear. buttons anymore? That was like a thing when uh, Freeview first came out. It was like, whoa, the future's going to be a press red yes. button. For... I, don't, <laughs> I don't know anyone who does that anymore. Bad, bad. My dad uses it on Sky Sports to because you can watch back the high football highlights in mid game now. Yeah, that's what you can do with the F one, but most of the time people don't use it. So Clinton Perry has eleven points for second. Woo. Woo, interesting. And um <laughs> Mercedes are now only thirty points behind um Ferrari. <laughs> so uh, Mercedes are gonna finish second. 
Mind you, there's months uh, of X, so they shouldn't they shouldn't be good there. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. So this weekend we're at Monza, Italian Grand Prix special. This weekend, for... wow! It is. I hope it is. Stop making me doubt myself. No, I'm I was just surprised. Calendars, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this weekend at Monza, we are. Max Verstappen will probably lap everyone. Because Red Bull, uh, yeah. that Red Bull will be about 40 miles an hour quicker than anyone down that street. Yes. Um, I'm going to agree with that. Sorry, it's boring. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so, we'll, we'll be back next week for Italy. Any final predictions? Oh. Uh, well, might, might have been crap the last few races, so no. Go on, go for <laughs> it. Well, I said Russell to win last time. Oh, um, I thought you were joking. I thought it was ironic. <laughs> no, I actually thought he was going to. I mean, if it was any track, it would be that one. Um, let's just say some funky weather. Let's put Sonoda. Funk weather. Yes. The current weather forecast is rain on oh. weekend. Yes. So. Yuki. There we go. <laughs> he's got the Honda engine power, and he's Japanese. He knows what And that car about. might be like the old Toro Rosso in the wet. Exactly. <laughs> I just wanted to mention, I mentioned Rob Slotmaker earlier. I mispronounced that. I think it's Slotmaker. <laughs> So apologies for uh, AKA Snoop yeah. fans. Uh, oh, didn't he used to work for Sky uh, <laughs> No, he was a Dutch racer. Get this right. He's got a car named after him or a straight. He was a Dutch racing driver. He once entered a Formula One race in 1962 Dutch Grand Prix, uh, but his car was not ready in time and his entry was taken by someone else. Brilliant. <laughs> I just wanted to quickly mention F2. Uh, You've got Felipe Drugovic smashing it and no one gives a crap about him Formula One. I think that's a shame. Well, again at the weekend, so the championships easily is. There was a conversation between him and Helmut Marco that was commented on, but apparently it was nothing. It was something like, sorry, we decided four years ago who our next star is and you're not it. Yeah. It seems to me that yeah, if you're not in one of these teams' driver programs early doors, even if you win F2, you don't get a drive, which is a bit of a shame. So, yeah. I just wanted to say that. And also, Tatiana Calderon has her, she lost her IndyCar drive, but she's in F2, so let's see how she progresses. And also, final point Seb Montoya, Juan Pablo Montoya's son, raced in F3 for the first time on the weekend. And he was impressive, I thought. He was in the top 10. I don't know the end result, but he was fighting in the top 10, overtaking, defending, being overtaken. He was in the mix on his first F3 race weekend, so. Let's keep his IRIs built. Hopefully, he gets a full year next year. Yeah, that'd be good. That's it. Okay, that's it. So we'll be back next week with the Italian Grand Prix review, the Formula One Pirelli Grand Premio d'Italia. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, better than my Italian. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't be hard. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, we'll be back next week. Thank you for the time. Yes. Thanks, Tom and Nick. And see you then. Arriva bene. Cembolo basi.